And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 63 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian, podcaster, writer, doughboy, and hunk enthusiast. It's Nick Weiger. And he's a comedian, podcaster, actor, birthday boy, doughboy, and tomorrow war boy. It's Mike Mitchell. Tone Zone is here to pretend to be thrilled to be doing yet another goddamn podcast. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Monte Cristo sandwiches. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon by Candace Vick. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. We got weekly bonus episodes, Zoom parties. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can see this particular video and what a video and behind the scene glimpse you'll get on this one because what you don't know is this is not our first time starting this show. There was a whole pre-show snafu, if you will. I mean, we appear to be a well-oiled machine now, but we weren't earlier and you get a real big dose of that, but only on Patreon. Um, and then I feel like I'm leaving out something major that you get. Oh, well. But what, but what fun it is. I love it. It's fun. People seem to love it. And if you sign up for a year, you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10. Okay. That's Enough of this QVC hard sell. I am. Oh, and you can submit carbohydrates. I'm very excited <laughs> to welcome my guests. Daniel Quantello. Hi. How's it going? I'm doing great. You know, this is a... Uh... Just a lovely Memorial Day weekend where I'm just remembering things. I'm mostly the troops. It feels. You know I mean, feels appropriate. I have comments just on here that. Thinking about them. What? I have comments on that. But first, I must say hello to my other guests who I think have, you know, you're merely 30 feet away from me in a different, you're in the house, I'm in the studio, mm-hmm. and I feel like the connection is really bad. I mean, it doesn't, it, you look fine, but I can tell that you, there's a delay. And what the fuck, people? Everyone's Googling the troops right now. I guess so. <laughs> you know? So it's just bogging down the network. So I had to get on the 5G. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is our, it's our fault for trying to record this on a day where we're just supposed to be remembering yeah. Mike Mitchell, AKA Mitch. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. You know, it, it just with all the technical snafus just in podcasts over the past year, I think we should, we should have all shut down for the, during the pandemic, all podcasts should have gone silent during the pandemic, I think, but they needed us too much. I think you're right. <laughs> the I world think- needed podcasts too much <laughs> because we do we all do a serve we do a, we do a great service. You know, in, a, I- in in many ways we should be remembered today too. This is yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think instead of troops. instead of running on Wi-Fi or 5G, what these mm. Zoom podcasts have been running on is the need of the people. Yep. And that's why sometimes it's choppy and lags. Um, <laughs> Nick Weiger, hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you guys on the show. I can't believe I've never had you on before. I have all sorts of things to ask you. Weiger, I, I'm, Weiger, uh, 
I was going to say in, in, in Beetlejuice cosplay today. <laughs> I've got yes, I've got a striped white and black shirt. It's actually like a dark. It's like a dark blue, but it looks black on the Zoom record. Oh, all right. Look, I got some. Uh, look, I'm trying some. I went clothes shopping for the first time like last week. It was a weird. I hadn't done that. I mean, not first time ever. First time <laughs> since you know. I was operating solely on hand me downs for the first forty years of my life. Uh, I I went to clothes shopping and it's a, it's a weird like anything. This is the most trite comment right now, but it was a weird experience. So it was just like weird. I was like, wait, I can try clothes on right now. That's allowed. And then the guy was like, yeah, they just started allowing that again. And then I, I was like, well, that's that still feels odd, but I guess I'll do it. And I bought some clothes and I'm wearing them now. And then Mitch is making fun of me. So things are getting back to normal. You feel like a new man with your new clothes because Daniel and I went to our first social outing, a birth, a backyard birthday party yesterday. And I was like, I have no, I have nothing to wear. So I had to go like Mm. years back in my closet Mm. as if I have filed it by years. And I went into like 2017 (laughs) and I pulled out a sweater and I wore it and it was fine. But I was like, I'm overdue for buying new clothes. Mm, yes yeah. well, and uh, and also during the previous during this the pandemic when we were all locked down i did the uh, marie kondo thing uh, with my wardrobe ooh. so i got rid of a bunch of clothes and naturally because i was just wearing sweatpants and basketball shorts around the house i got rid of so, like too much stuff i got rid of almost everything and so now i'm just like i've got like a handful of you know t-shirts i got for free um and so yeah i had to buff up the wardrobe a little bit you look a little. It's I. I said Beetlejuice, but that you look kind of like a hunky Hamburglar, or <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe like a Popeye, like an extra in Popeye. You look like a. It right. looks. It looks like a sailor shirt in many ways. What you have on <laughs> the extra in Popeye that they they have to give direction to be like, hey man, just stop looking at the camera, <laughs> like just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, for me, going back to the Marie Kondo thing. The pain I feel over throwing out something that I wish I had is so much greater than the pain my husband or I feel over my shit being everywhere. And that's why I'm like a proto hoarder. I'm like headed to hoarderville if I don't get it under control. I have once again. Which contrasts with the joy that I would feel throwing all your shit away. (laughs) (laughs) True love. True love is... Daniel was so Mm. sick of my shit everywhere that he bought a bunch of plastic bins and like organized my shit and we still have it all. It's just in the garage in bins. That's like a, that's like a marriage hack. Like just extend (laughs) your self beyond the other person's tolerance and then the other person will do all the work. Oh, for, oh, you mean I have I have affected this hack. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to do any, what you really should have a, like a special Instagram channel or something of how to fuck with your spouse. Thank you. <laughs> I have more to say about that, but there's someone who has been waiting. It's like very- the retina on the face that makes the the husband have to do all the anything outside. Okay, because well- we don't want to, you know. Get any sun? The sun will I burn your skin. I am using Retin A on my face. I can't go outside without proper sun protection. So yes, if I haven't applied that yet, and I need something done outside, I will ask you. I feel I am well within. I feel it's very reasonable, mm-hmm. and it works out for it, me. Yeah, it's so great I to get this preview of you guys re- renewing your vows. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Okay. There is someone who has been waiting patiently who I am sure thinks that I have forgotten about him, but I haven't. I've just been waiting for the right moment to let everyone know Tony Thaxton is here as per usual. Hello, Tony. Hello. Here I am. Uh, A question on all this uh, clothes shopping and and wearing right now, Uh, I guess specifically for Weiger. Uh, First, with the buying of new clothes, how have you done in this last year? Did you have to change sizes at all? And Mm. I'm wondering if anybody else has had that. Good question. Great question. I'm thankfully, like, I I did bloat up a bit. I did bulk up a bit. And then I slimmed down a little bit in the past couple months. So I'm at the same size. Uh, which wow. for me is a which for me is a large in shirts anyway. The slimming down was that like oh it's we're gonna be reentering society. I've got to like do something about it, or was it just oh natural? I think it was. I, I honestly was was just like um I'd been so much like just stewing around the holidays, like just kind of like mired in like you know anxiety and depression, and then just over overindulging in food and drink. That I kind of like knew it was more like a New Year break. It was more like you know what I'm gonna That's... eat a little better and I'm gonna get back to doing some cardio. Got so it. when you say stewing, you're being yeah. literal, like you were. It was it was stewing. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging just out, big, big cauldrons going all day in an instant pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Tony, did you think I had forgotten you? It crossed my mind, and I refuse <laughs> to speak until I've uh, be, I've been mm-hmm. introduced. So I like it. It's a good uh, podcast form. Good to have those mm-hmm. principles. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel, I do want to get to something I've realized about my laziness and your energy, which we'll get to later. But first, I need to Ooh. ask. I know what a tease. I need to yeah, ask yeah. my specific. Nick and Mitch questions. Um, okay. When I was on Doughboys recently, and I had the best time ever. We did Olive Garden. People, if you haven't checked out that episode, please go listen to it. Um, you guys were talking about getting ready for this like 25-hour telethon you were going to do, and you hoped wow. you didn't die because you had read that that could be a side effect of <laughs> staying up that late. Yes. I'm assuming you're both alive. Um, how did it go? Well... Not sure if Nick's alive, just because again he's dressed like Beetlejuice, so I can't tell if <laughs> there was some afterworld afterlife exchange. But I I made it through it. I I I think both of us can say that it wrecked us to the point of we probably wanted to be dead at some point, and yes. like uh, it messed us up for two weeks before and two weeks after the event because we were getting ready to do it and we were overwhelmed. And then after the event, our sleep schedules were messed up. Right, Nick? I I think it's the same with you. For sure, yeah. The, and then I was, you know, I I basically stopped exercising. I had gotten into this good habit, and then I stopped exercising the week before because I was just so busy with prep. And then the week, the couple weeks after, I was just had. It, it, it's amazing how long it took my yeah. body to recover from this thing. Just this one thing that, night. like, yeah, that like ER nurses do routinely. I'm like, how are you? How are you able to do this? Yeah. I didn't once, and I was in my house. Mostly seated at my desk, just talking into a camera, and I felt like I was going to die. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, I was. Yeah. What were the side effects? Like as it went on, what was the feeling? Did you did you guys both actually stay awake for twenty five hours? 
Not intentionally. I tried to, so we, we both were like, we'd read, you know, we'd read about people doing this and that they, that people will literally younger than us die doing this. And we're like, let's maybe, let's just take it down a notch. And so we each scheduled in a block of time, uh, four to six hours where we could kind of get off stream. The other of us would handle it solo and we'd try to get some shut eye. I think Mitch maybe slept like ninety minutes total, and I I didn't feel like I fell asleep at all. I was I was just awake the whole time, but I was at least lying down and not having to talk. But you were I, on I, cam, right? Well, Mitch was on. Okay, <laughs> Mitch, you can talk about this. You insisted on sleeping on camera. I did. I I, I had a sleep cam. I was on. I, there was a sleep cam for me, where people just thought I was dead. Uh, they, yes. and that, that's true. People were afraid. They're like, he's dead. They they were. And the cats were laying on top of me. And then Nick had a friend check in on me. Waking up in that moment, it was the worst decision to fall asleep because I felt awful. But like just like the, you know, the 90 minutes or two hours or whatever I actually fell asleep just made me feel way, way worse. I was feeling better before. But the worst moment of all before was 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 like an hour before that when I was awake and I was doing a tour of my hometown and I had been up all night and hadn't slept, and it was like a, a bright, sunny day, like a beautiful day out. Ugh. And I was like out and out of my mind, like, you know, having been up for whatever, 20 plus hours at that point. And I wanted to jump off a bridge. It was terrible. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to end myself in, in that moment. And then, and then I actually physically felt worse after we, we slept. But it's, you're not, if you're over 30, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't, I don't think no, you're don't supposed to. No, don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad. It's amazing how easy it was when we were young to do it, though. I can remember Mm -hmm. so many times in college and then even after college, just it usually was like at a party. I met someone. We were having some stupid, deep conversation. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, the sun is coming up. And then you just keep like the sun snuck up on me so many times. That could never Mm -hmm. happen now. I and I forget. Maybe I even said this on on your show. I took a red eye. I think when I was either in my late, no, I would have been in my early 30s. And I was flying from um, Orange County to New York. And I felt so out of it when I was walking through the airport on the other side of it and then mm-hmm. getting in the car that I was like, I don't think I, I feel, I, it feels unsafe. Like, I don't think I could protect, right. I feel like I'm going to wander into traffic. I'm so out of it. I don't think I can do this yep. anymore. And then we had That's- kids. That was the, that, and that was the, I mean, I'm so, I'm so happy we have them, but talk about sleep deprivation. <laughs> oh my God. Right. It's actually, I think I imagine it's making Daniel feel better hearing that one night of no sleep fucked you up for two weeks. <laughs> and it, it 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 really it 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 just and I, I used to stay up till the I think I think it's a thing of staying up till the sun comes up and then going longer. Like I remember people would be like, I partied for two days straight. I didn't even do that when I was in my like twenties or whatever or in college. I'd be like, Why? You're just gross at <laughs> sure. that point. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like you're gonna stink. Like there's like yeah. nothing good that comes from going like uh partying all night into the next day like even even day drinking i don't like that sort of it's just no, never either. it never yeah. really worked yeah. for me i'd party I, at night I feel and so then groggy yeah it's disgusting I, w- I would go until the sun came up sometimes but like the, the, that's why the the most depressing part was like the sun came up and then it was like 11 a.m the next day yeah. and just being out and amongst people you right. just feel wrong you don't yes. it doesn't feel right yes it's a, yeah, it's a home tour of shame 
Yeah. <laughs> Truly. It, it, for me, it was always in the context of, of uh, you know, studying cool things like that. Um, and I, But I would just plan, like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll go to the library and I, I'll study all night for this midterm that I have coming up. And it would just be like a thing I just budget for and then just do and then I'd be fine. And that's, well, yeah, I was yeah. 19 years old and now it's just like, it, it's, it's an un, unthinkable thing. Uh, as far as day drinking goes... I yeah I, I agree I don't like getting drunk in the day but I'll take a little buzz from like a solitary brunch sure. cocktail like give me give me like one michelada in the middle of the day and like I'm yeah. I'm good with but, that but now like yeah. when you do that though you can go home and go to bed at eight p.m. which is a normal bedtime right. for you now yeah but <laughs> but but back then like you would do that with the idea that you were like people were like let's drink at like noon or two p.m. and then they go till. Like four a.m. Yeah. or something. Yeah, and that's that to me is was like it never. I feel like it never worked. You get too sloppy. No. It's gross. Yeah, I feel like anyone who says they partied for two days is leaving out the part where they were doing lots of drugs. Yeah, yes. that's true too. <laughs> that's it's the, not, that's I mean, the secret ingredient. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. Tony, you're a rock star. Um, do you, can you do rock star hours? <laughs> uh, first off, not a rock star. Uh, second. Uh, uh, I've definitely had lots of late nights, uh, but like nothing super crazy. I feel like the times I can remember being up the longest were for reasons of like international flights, and I, I yeah. just can't sleep on planes. Um, and so, like, yeah, I feel like I've been, I've had times where I've been awake for like thirty hours straight, which is miserable. Wait, uh, you can't sleep on planes. This is a this mm-mm. is a thing I also have. I also yeah. suffer from. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm wide awake the whole time. Mitch, so Mitch and I will t- will travel together for Doughboys live shows in other cities, and Mitch will like almost immediately feel uh, fall uh, fall asleep in his window seat, and I'll just be wired <laughs> yep. the whole time. I'm so it's a thing I envy. Of, yeah, same. Uh, you're but you're wired the whole time because I'll get tired. I just won't sleep. No, yeah, I can't sleep. I'm like wide awake. Wow. Oh yeah, it, I go right out. Oh my god! Uh, you uh, guys are like the human embodiment of tired, wired. It's <laughs> true. The magazines do that. You're um, the wired. I'm the tired. I guess so. it up. <laughs> okay, I think it is time for yes, please or oh, please. This is our signature segment that that I always forget the name of, and it's also not our signature segment. But this is where I bring up something highly controversial. You might get canceled over it, and you got to weigh in with your hot take. And I'm not looking for diplomacy. I'm not looking for fence-sitting. I'm not looking for making nice, pussyfooting around. I want your hardcore take on something that is, that that is dividing the nation. Just you wait till you hear what it is. Oh, <laughs> wow! Is it yes, please? Give me that. Oh, oh, please. That's much crap. Well, it turns out that today's yes, please or oh, please is the carbohydrate that Candace Vick sent in Monte Cristo sandwiches. Now, if I understand, if I remember correctly, this is. Ham and cheese between two pieces of French toast with powdered sugar and syrup. Can someone confirm if that is what you think it is? I believe the whole thing is deep fried. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, the whole thing is deep fried. But it's French toast, right or no? It's, it's basically is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, it's the whole thing is battered and then dunked yeah. in a deep fryer, so it's functionally French toast. Okay. Now, Just you guys got a sneak peek of how I feel about it on mm-hmm. our uh, our pre-show 
show <laughs> before. It's a long story. It's a it's a Patreon only story. But <laughs> Daniel, you go first. Uh, well, ha- having never had one. Oh but, no! Wow. All right. So here's here's my evolution on it. I started out as a oh please. Um, That's a when I would down. Uh, I lived around the corner from a place called Cafe Fifties which if you live in the West Side, you know of. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. diners. And they had it on the menu, and I'd never heard of it, and I was like, "Are you You got to be fucking shitting me right now. You're going to deep fry a sandwich. Um, but then later in life, uh, I saw pictures, and it looked really yummy. And then uh, I saw that they served them at Disneyland in New Orleans Square yep. and thought, too bad I gave up on eating pork. Because I would really like to have one of those. And I almost made an exception. But uh, So I still haven't had one, but I would say yes, please. Okay, thank wow. you. I hope you don't get canceled. Nick, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> that you bring up the Disneyland one was... That was what, I, what my starting point was going to be. Because I've had that Monte Cristo sandwich at Disneyland... And that was my worst day at Disneyland. That was a bad, <laughs> wow. bad, bad experience. It was real rough. It was a real rough post show to uh, to eating that big old heavy ass sandwich in the middle of the day. Uh, it's it's a lot. It's too much. The thing I'll say on the show is uh, unga pachka. It's just got it's got too much going on for me. Is that and, a real phrase? Yeah, it's a real phrase. I guess it's a Yiddish phrase. My friend. Oh. Uh, uh, Emmy told me about that is that means just like it's got uh, like one thing too many. Mm. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I, I can't, the Monte Cristo, I can't do it. I just can't subject my body to that much, uh, to, to just that much stuff. I've I, heard I, that I, it's smaller at Disneyland. They've reduced mm. the size of it. Oh, that's good. Like a so Monte Cristo. So yeah. you're giving, so what do you, what's your rating? My rating, well, here's the, I know you said no pussyfoot, yeah. but that's my whole thing. Um, but <laughs> you've got pussy feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was my my late grandfather's favorite sandwich. Oh, you got sentimental. And he eyes. was a veteran. Oh, so I'm gonna say Good. yes, please. Wow. Wow. Mm. Stirring. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> um. Nick's grandfather fought for the Germans, by the way. Um, <laughs> You're right. We always assume a certain side. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember him anyway, though. Um, I want to hear more about your your day. What happened? What was so bad about? Yeah. I mean, I think I can put it together. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't really need to hear more. I do. <laughs> oh, is that what are we talking about? Was it a, was it a yeah, flatulent was, situation, or was it more it was of a belchy kind of thing? I think it was, it was a personal a, was splash a, mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what, was it? Was it? Was it the rumblies, Nick? As you'd say, yeah, it was a bout of intestinal distress. Mm. Pretty unpleasant. I'm gonna go. This will be surprising, maybe to some people. Oh, please. Um, if I'm gonna, if I'm at a diner, I don't really want the Monte Cristo. There's a million things I want. I mean, like. If I'm in a diner, I want like a pastrami sandwich or I want breakfast that's yeah. I want like eggs and bacon. I don't want I don't want the this this crazy sandwich. I've had it before and it is good. Like I, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. I just there's so many other things I'd want before this fucking weird deep fried sandwich. Give me anything yeah. else. Yeah. No good. thanks. Tom no, thank you. 
I think I'm pretty much uh, seeing exactly the same way as Mitch here. I, f- I feel like I've maybe only had one once, maybe, mm-hmm. and it's fine. But yeah, same thing. If I'm out and that's a, something a place has, I'm probably going to get something else. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to just say, oh, oh, police. Yeah. And I think you guys know where I st- I think I've been clear from the beginning. You love I them? Think- <laughs> I give that. And I eat weird combinations of shit. Like, I am that. Everyone knows that about me. However, this. And and it's not just because it's like Wait, so. Everybody sh- knows that about you. Everybody knows that about me. <laughs> I don't think I know this. You know, I you don't Ca- cabbage no. with Truvia. Anyone? I don't put Truvia on it anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped putting Truvia on savor. Well, that's not true, but pretty much I don't. <laughs> but anyway, um, and it's not just because this is like a socially acceptable weird thing, and I got to do my own weird thing. I am just giving this an oh, please, because years ago in Las Vegas, and this is like a Las Vegas menu room service staple. I think I mentioned my parents, we used to go to Las Vegas a lot. That was our like family vacation, and it really wasn't that fun for kids back then. But we did go to Circus Circus, and that was usually fun. I mean, we didn't stay there, but we would go there while we were there. Anyway. (laughs) Similar family vacation. That was, I went when I was like 13, when I was younger, and like it was not great for Kid, no, you know. it hadn't yeah. turned into. Yeah, it ha- it really wasn't what it has become. Uh, do you mm-hmm. remember where you stayed? We stayed at uh, what's the one with the vo- the Mirage, the one with the the volcano out front? Is oh yeah, yeah. yeah we we're we we're at the Mirage, and it, the same thing. Circus Circus was like we went there, and that was like the most fun. And there was like one place with maybe like an indoor roller coaster, but it was also it was April and it was very cold. Mm. So we were supposed to go to like a water park and it was cold. Then we went to the Grand Canyon in shorts and sandals. And when we got to the Grand Canyon, tons of snow at the top. It was just like, there was just like a foot of snow. Wow. And so it's just like, everything was not. It's, what an it extreme was a, vacation. It was fucking extreme. Yeah. The, extre- the guys, bad extremes. It was, ter- it was awful. Right. And Daniel and I went to Circus Circus as adults and it has really, um, like, I'm surprised. I almost felt like we were going to get held up there. It has become so seedy. It's and I don't really think it used to be. Place. Yeah, it was yeah. very yeah. depressing. No. Yeah. Well, that was, like, old Vegas, basically, right? Because right. like, before, like, what the strip is now yeah. was even existed, I think. My, my dad stayed at, I want to say, one. he stayed in Circus Circus once, and I went to visit him. And it, he, he stayed in the uh, the rooms that are, like, behind the main building. So they have, like... The main circus circus building, and then behind there, there are these like just rows of uh, just regular ass hotel rooms. And I swear to God, it was like stains in the floor in the shape of a body, you know, like that kind of <laughs> Dear stuff. Lord. It's just like, oh, like nobody has seen more corpses than the house cleaning people at circus circus oh my god so back to my gross sandwich i ordered it from room service this thing that looked like french toast with a little bit of cheese squishing out of it and powdered sugar and syrup all things i like took a bite like no this cheese syrup and powdered sugar has no business coming together Again, Gross. I like weird combinations of things, but this did not work for me. And since then, I've been strongly oh, police, where Monte Cristos are concerned. Monte Cristo sandwiches, if you're listening. Ooh, Tony, let's do a segment within a segment. Hey, Monte Cristo sandwich. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. I said it. 
and I'm not afraid to say it again. Um, But speaking of strong feelings, Allison Rosen is your new best friend is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, In May's Mental Health Awareness Month and throughout June, Allison Rosen is your best friend is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing therapy. I have been in therapy for many, many years. It's why I'm basically super perfect, fixed, and healthy. Some would say not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking around, but really, I I strongly, strongly believe in therapy. Um, I recommend it for anyone who is... uh, going through something hard or even not just anyone who's open to it, I think would benefit from it. If you're struggling with relationships or having difficulty sleeping or meeting your goals, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, BetterHelp counselors can listen and help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is more affordable than traditional therapy. Um, and also, you if you don't feel like the first person that you talk to is the right match, you can change as many times and it's not an extra charge. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I don't, I'm, what if, I don't, I'm afraid of the commitment of this. I'm, you know, da, 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 which are, I think that's a very natural thing to feel when you're looking at starting up therapy. So you don't have to worry about that. Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's better, H E L P.com slash best friend. Again, that's betterhelp, better H E L P.com slash best friend. Uh, I also want to tell you guys about my favorite sheet and really lifestyle company, Brooklyn. And Daniel and I sleep on Brooklyn and sheets. We have Brooklyn and towels. We have a Brooklyn and comforter. We are outfitting our entire life in Brooklyn. And it is, I love them so much. I love their stuff so Tony has Brooklyn and towels. I'm so dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> the driest. That's right. I like How to get you out of the get sh- so dry, Tony. It's Brooklyn. And it's the Brooklyn and magic. It is uh, really though these the the I mean all of it is your home is your oasis it's your personal zen zone go ahead and max out on the extra soft sheets super plush towels and loungewear you can get the best of all of it from Brooklyn and, and they have different types of sheets we have the luck I believe it's the lux sateen but they also have classic percale they have like heathered cashmere they have linen. They have it all, you guys, um, and it's it's luxury sheets made affordable because they cut out the middleman. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code BFF to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code BFF for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code BFF. So, Nick, I was also curious. I know this year you're doing No Meat Shall I Eat, right? That's right. What inspired yeah. that? Uh, it, a number of factors, you know, uh, chiefly my big fat ass. <laughs> uh, but also, I like, I, and Mitch and I have similar sort of feelings on this, just, you know, spending so much time immersed in the chain restaurant industry due to our podcast, you learn that, like, so many of these companies are just run by like awful people. And if you take a step back to the supply chain and you look at like these, these gigantic agricultural, you know, conglomerates that produce all of the, 
uh, you know, that produce the that uh, all of the uh, or the bulk of the produce and the bulk of the the meat that's consumed in this country. Um, these are usually awful companies, and the standards for animal welfare are just like so yeah. so bad in factory farms. And so, like, I just I increasingly ethically conflicted to the point where like I just wasn't even enjoying a bacon cheeseburger on the same level. Like, I couldn't like I was just like, man, this kind of is a bummer to eat because I just think about how these animals just lived in misery for their short lives. So, I, I, it, it was it's a combination of. A combination of health and ethical factors. Now, am I going to continue this indefinitely? I don't know. I'm definitely doing it for all of this year, and then I probably will reintegrate some meat or fish into my diet, but at a much, much lower, a uh, much, much lower percentage of my nutrition than it was before. Um, Mitch, has he changed? Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> How? Uh, he's way, way more of an asshole. He was an asshole, but he's way more of an asshole. He's always rubbing it, <laughs> rubbing it in your face that he's a vegetarian now and saying no meat shall I eat all the time. I'm just, I'm sick of it, to be honest with you. I'm ready for him to come back. Now, does he say that before he eats? He, every, at, 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 we, we well, so we'll go to the restaurants together and it, like a, you know, a, a server will come to the table and he'll say, no meat shall I eat. That's what he says right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, welcome to P.F. Chang's. <laughs> they give him a menu and, the, and he, he just he rubs it in everybody's faces. I, I'll usually say it again after that just to make yeah. sure they get it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, fine. Christ. No, it's include gratuity in your bill, just so you know. <laughs> He's been. It's good. I'm. I'm happy for him. It's good. He should do it. I mean, does it make us doing the pod? The. I mean, it makes it more difficult for him. Mm-hmm. So he's just. He's just. He's. I mean, it's already difficult. He does a lot of stuff. So, and I kind of just, you know, I'm along for the ride. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are there any places you absolutely can't do? It's been. It, it, this has been tricky. So we review raising canes, mm. and Mitch loved raising canes. It was great. And I, I honestly, in a normal circumstance, I'm sure raising canes would be, would be completely up my alley. It's. It's. If you don't know about it, it's uh, chicken fingers or tendies. Um, and I love fried chicken so much. It's my favorite food in the world. It's the thing I miss the most. Don't like when he says tendies. By the way, I didn't like that <laughs> either. It felt yeah, like it, it felt like someone just saying like titties out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I, good. I'll do that too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a I I will say that that so like that place we we were at Raising Canes and it was I realized basically there's nothing I can eat there there's no veggie protein my meal consisted of fries and coleslaw and mm. bread. They have a Texas toast. So fries, coleslaw, and bread. So I'm just getting three separate starch sources, a little bit of dietary fiber from the coleslaw. And then they have a raising cane sauce, which isn't even vegetarian because it's got Worcester. So it's, you know, so I can't even have the special sauce. I mean, I had some of it because I didn't realize it had Worcester in it. Uh, but it, it's like, um, it, 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 some of these places are, are minefields. It's basically impossible to get a meal. But I think that's been part of what's been interesting about this exercise from the podcast standpoint. I think it's worthwhile to to point out what chains have options for vegetarians, you know? 
Right. Yeah. Well, so like by contrast, what we covered with you, Allison, Olive Garden was great for a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It's just like they had so many vegetarian options and they have like a like a separated vegetarian section of the menu. They have everything designated as, you know, a, a, whether it's vegetarian or vegan, they actually have pretty good vegan options, which you don't yeah. run into often at chains. So it, it just it just depends. But that I was not so I was not expecting to see. So, Daniel, I don't know if you've heard the episode. Uh, no, I don't listen to your podcasts. No, I'm not talking about oh, oh anything I'm on. <laughs> like, he's a regular. Like, the, like you're enough. like, I'm a regular Doughboys listener, but I uh, specifically went out of my way not to listen to your episode. <laughs> they had a good, they had a great experience at Olive Garden. Isn't that nuts? We did. Yeah, you yeah. told me. Uh, it's not nuts. I mean, I actually expected to have a great experience at Olive Garden. I was surprised that it wasn't better for us. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we just got. Yeah got burnt maybe it was just a bad olive garden i, I don't know I think, I think maybe it's what i ordered too uh i wish i had ordered the uh the gnocchi soup uh, right. i think that sounded good and i almost got it there's you yeah, know the you gotta get the right you, op- you opted for the monte cristo sandwich right <laughs> yeah <laughs> not their specialty yeah you know. Um, okay, so an up, Tony, get ready with your dun dun dun, an update to something discussed last week. Um, I just real fast to catch everyone up. I've been working on being less dependent on external validation. I feel I've made a lot of progress. However, I had a big regressive episode of becoming obsessed with my Lyft passenger score. I don't know if you guys have ever looked up your, do you take Lyft or Uber? I I have in the past, not for a while, obviously. I didn't even know there was a score yeah, you could look up. They give you a score and you can look it up. So oh, I'm looking up right now. Like I said, I am always very conscientious. I feel like I'm a great I feel like I'm a real five star passenger. So I went to look mine up so confident that I would be faced with five stars. And I found that I had received four point nine. Now when I shared that on the last podcast, it was like, that, but that's good. Yes, but who decided to demerit, to give me a demerit? Like, how did this happen? And yes, I did communicate with Lyft via their chat app. And yes, I did try to push them to <laughs> share with me which rides I had received fewer than five <laughs> stars on. And they kept repeating that they won't. They won't reveal this. They can't reveal this information. I just, I want, could you at least tell me the city? They cannot. Um, and well, was it more than one ride? It was multiple rides. So what the, I mean, what the hell? But anyway, uh, someone wrote, I said, I received a DM on Instagram from someone who was laughing at this talk on the show because evidently you automatically get five stars they have to manually go into the wow. app to give you oh, less wow. than that. So someone went out of their way to give me mm-hmm. less than that. And then like a very lovely listener was like, it was probably a disgruntled Adam Carolla fan who gave you one, a one star. The math checks out. Mm-hmm. And like, I want, mm-hmm. I want so badly to believe that, but the, they told me it was not just one ride. It was a more than one ride. The, Wait, they can't, I mean, they can't reveal... Thank you. <laughs> they can't reveal what the, like, what the, who said what, but they can say how many negative reviews you have? I'm surprised. He wouldn't... I just said, can you just tell me, was it one or was it more than one? And he said it was more than one. 
Um, wow. I'm, he probably wasn't even supposed to tell me that. I don't know. But it's like, if they can't Maybe tell you... Maybe he was a Corolla fan. Maybe that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if they can't tell you, how can you improve? Right. Yeah. I've, the, I've opened my Lyft app. Okay. I got to tell you, my, my Lyft app, I do have a perfect 5.0 rating. Oh, Ooh, there's my the God. Little, there's a little wow. glow there from, from the... Look at that. But I will say, and that's that was from 49 Rides, but... I will say my Uber is not perfect. Really? My Uber, oh boy! My Uber, I have, I have a, a four point eight nine. Whoa! Wow! I wonder what happened. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Do you Better have a sense? Them. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I don't know. I've never had an issue. I have a, a, a theory is a strong word, but a, a thought on why <laughs> you would have gotten four stars instead of five. Oh, uh, this is this is good. Careful, Tony. I pay you. No, this is and this it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> okay, I I like what I'm hearing so far. I think that some people hate Jews. Whoa! <laughs> no, no, I'm no, just no. saying honey, the obvious. Honey, come on, everybody hates <laughs> Jews. <Thank you. laughs> Not some people. Come on. Um, I think some people think that you can only give the five stars to like something that is just absolutely perfect and there's no possible way to improve and maybe mm. they go four stars with like yeah that was good i don't really have any complaints uh but you know maybe there's still some room for improvement I oh know. like they're withholding yeah mm. like they, they, room- they don't want to quite give that five possibly but as that a feels passenger right. what room for improvement what does that even mean you know i don't know I mean? But I, I feel like I'm I'm more thinking about this, uh, you know, on like Yelp reviews or even movie reviews or something. Right. Sometimes, like sometimes, you want the like five I've looked at Yelp. Something. Yeah, I've looked at right. Yelp reviews that like you read the part and it's it's like nothing but rave, and then it's like three and a half stars. Yeah. Why why is it only that? You know what so, I but like. But in a customer's, I was just I like a really shitty review that's five stars, like a podcast review yes. that amuses me. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I think the, the whole thing was joking. What were you gonna say, Nick? Oh, just from a customer service standpoint, like this is a thing I learned w- from apps is if you give someone less than five stars, you are saying I think this person should be fired. Yeah, yeah. because there is a threshold for when you were you get automatically terminated by like Uber and Lyft and Postmates, and it's like four and a half stars or even higher for some of these services. So yeah, it's 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 really not going to be at all an accurate reflection. I mean, if you, if you treat it like an accurate reflection of your experience and give most people three stars, you're just you're being a huge uh, you you you're in it perhaps inadvertently being a huge asshole. Right. I did want to say one thing about Mitch's Uber because I don't know if this is still the case, but Mitch for a long time, it is the case. I would get an Uber with I would get in an Uber with you, mm. and the driver would be you know because the driver will be like like hey you're Nick you know just confirming uh, your name, the driver would say to Mitch, you must be the top dog. <laughs> because his Uber name is the Top Dog Mitch. That's amazing. That's why you're not a five. <laughs> that is amazing. It is still the Top Dog. I haven't I have I haven't used Uber much in a, in a in a while, but I uh I I jokingly put it as the Top Dog at one point because I thought it was was funny. And yeah, then, and then I, it, it was like a drunken night where I put my name as the Top Dog because I thought it would be funny for like friends to hear. The driver would be like, are you the top dog? And I'd be like, yep. And I thought that was fun. <laughs> and then I, after that night, I didn't take it off. I mean, I should just change it now. But is it still funny to just leave it now forever? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's tricky for me. 
I I like it. I think you should leave it. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. They, oftentimes they do like it. I mean, a lot of the times the driver's like, it thinks it's funny because especially because it's me. They expect like someone very cool, and then I'm like, hey, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, my one of my most recent rides. It was my first lift ride post pandemic. I don't even know if we can say post pandemic because I feel like it, we're still kind of like me- media pandemic in, in the midst sure. of the pandemic. But it was my first lift ride in all of this. I was not planning on taking a lift ride. However, my ca- I parked. I had a hair appointment. Um, my first hair appointment after all of this, and I parked my car in um a lot that got locked. So I. I was I had to take a lift and I was kind of nervous about it even though I was vaccinated. And Daniel told me he had seen a documentary about or read something about like the safest way to be in a car if you're a passenger is to have the passenger side window open and the in driver's the side back window open to create a okay. cross breeze or something. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I w- I did ask if we could have the windows like that cuz he had had all the windows down and I asked if we could do it like that. I don't know. Could that have pissed? I mean, I should I should be checking my score each time. You know what started is I thought I would share this because it's funny, but instead it's just turned into an indulgent exploration <laughs> of who possibly of, of all my lift rides. It started in Oakland for Sketchfest. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, if you're out there and you have ever given me a ride, I would like to know how was it for you. Any notes? Tony, I like your theory, but the problem with your theory is, like I, like, like I recently found out, it's just automatic that they get a five and they have to go back, they have to go into the app. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. Someone could be so, like, persnickety that they're like, I'm going to go in and give everyone a four. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm trying to make you feel better because I don't know what it's going to take because this is <laughs> one two. of the more insane things I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I Tony, to say, do you ride lift? Do you have a lift rating? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Let's um, that's find out. Yeah, check. Check your ratings. Yeah. I can reinstall. I, I don't even have the app installed anymore. Oh. I'm reinstall. Neither no, of I'm them? sure we could make this happen. Lift or no, I, I was like, I'm not using these. I'm wow. recondoed my phone as well. Okay, well, Simple oh, did you? While you do that, I will tell you guys about something that would never do you wrong, unlike what we were just talking about, and that is the Embark Breed and Health Test. Uh, Embark is a, a dog DNA company. Um, I love Embark. We did it with Wendy. It's super easy. You just swab your dog's cheek. You send it in. Um, you receive all sorts of info. We knew she was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. That was confirmed. But all sorts of info about genetic diseases she may or may not be at risk for. And something that I think is super cool is you can uh, can opt into... There's almost like a social networking aspect of it. We have a little bio up for her. And I can see her and and if and and like reach out to her relatives i get updates when a new relative of hers when they've discovered a new relative of hers i've communicated with the owners of her of of dogs who are related to her it's just super it's super great and um uh jackie johnson did it as well with chooch who is mixed breed and found out all sorts of details about what chooch actually is it's just uh if you love your dog which i'm sure you do uh you need you need to do the breed and health kit from embark it is great learn your dog's inner secrets with embark 
the highest rated dog DNA test. Right now, Embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $50 off your Embark breed and health kit with promo code BESTFRIEND. Visit EmbarkVet.com vet.com and use promo code best friend to save $50 today. Again, that's embarkvet.com and use promo code best friend to save $50. Okay. Honey, I have to say that, um, everyone here is going to have a five. I know it. I can feel it. If I were to have to give you ratings as a passenger, when I drive, Uh what do you think? What do you think your rating would be? Well, I mean, just, if you were rating me as my husband for how I am just as a passenger. As the driver, the driver of you in a car. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I Okay, fine. I might relate to the person who didn't give you five stars. <laughs> you would give me like a you a, a one or less. But I, I am a different person with you. I'm my true self. I'm pretending with everyone else. I wouldn't I would never be as annoying as I am you with other people. You don't scream like you're on the Matterhorn every time someone taps lightly on the brakes when you're in someone else's I don't. Car. I don't. I don't do any of that. Well, that's good. I'd give you, <laughs> I'd I give you five stars. You Thank get five you. Stars for me. Thank you. All right. Does anyone here have their score? Uh, okay. So I can't find it. I don't know where it is in the Uber, but I have my Lyft one. Is it five? Um. It, yeah, it is five. <laughs> I knew it. How many rides? How many rides? Uh, hold on, wait. It just it just popped up with a health safety commitment thing that I guess I have to click through. Hold on, oh. I'm just gonna click yes on everything. I don't know if this is okay. Uh, 439 rides. It's more than I expected. Oh my wow. god! Rides. I have. Yeah. I'm. I've only done 58 rides. I need to do like 300 and something more rides to get my number up. Tony, do you have a five too? This will make you feel better. I have a 4.8. Oh, my you. God. What? From Lyft? Oh, wow. From Lyft, yes. Tony, I'm sorry to drag you into my own personal hell. No, it's fine, because <laughs> I could not care less. <laughs> How do you do that? How do I not care less? Yes. Because it's, it, it's, it's okay. It's, that's based off 109 rides. I don't know any of those people. Also, I'm, I tend to just kind of not talk. Unless they start talking to me, and then I give kind of short answers, I think, and uh, I just sort of mind my own business, and and uh, just and I and then once I'm out of the car, I don't think about it again. Isn't that five star behavior? I mean, Nick, what do you do? Oh, I'm a chatty Kathy. Oh. I'll, I'll talk him up. I'll talk up everyone, do which is like- weird because he like he won't talk much to like friends, like- <laughs> right. You'll be at like the bar and like Nick will be quiet and be like, I'm going home and he won't. But then he's saving it up for the ride. We've, we've, yeah, we've talked about this before on on Doughboys, but we we were in Portland and we were in a car ride with a guy from Transylvania. Wow. And a guy from Transylvania who like who like was saying to us that Dracula like got like a bad rap. This is yeah, true. Pro he was like, Dracula guy. He was a pro <laughs> Dracula guy from Transylvania, and we chatted him up the whole time. You are really chatty with uh, Uber and Lyft drivers, but yeah, the guy, the guy was like, "It's like, what is it, Vlad the Impaler or whatever his name it really yeah. is?" He was like, "He was actually a, a good administration. He, uh, he solved a lot of problems." Like, he's yeah. like, like, "All right, sure." <laughs> and then I asked, I was like, "Were there a lot of bats there?" And he's like, "Yes, there are." <laughs> like, <they're> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
huh? So maybe you need maybe you need to be friendly. Maybe it's my resting bitch vibe. <laughs> Because in ge- I will talk to them if they talk to me, but in general, I'm never like, oh, good, we get to talk. Mm. Right. Well, sometimes pe- drivers don't want to talk. so and that's, that's true, too. I feel like not a- for Lyft, though. In general, for Lyft, they, they usually seem pretty chatty. Well, I've only, I'm only 58 rides in. I don't know. Are you guys front seat or back seat? Back seat all I, I the go. Way. F- I go front seat and I tell them, and this is true. I I say I go front seat and I say I get motion sick in the back seat, so they're not upset with me. Wow! Yeah. See, it's, it's a dream to me if if an Uber Lyft driver doesn't want to talk. If I'm in the mood to not talk, if I'm like tired or something, mm-hmm. and they don't want to talk, it's a dream come true for me. But if they do want to talk, I'll 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 talk to. I I'm actually. I'm kind of like you, Allison, where I'm now upset about my 4.89, and I need Weiger to figure out where his Uber rating is, because i got to make sure he's not perfect five on Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did you find it? I can't it's, figure it's, it out. It's right up there in that top right corner. Just click on that, and then it should be below your name. Hold on. I'm sorry that, I've done this to everyone. It, like, it, like, no, this is... It really, it really spun off of me trying, like I said, trying to be less dependent on external validation. It's like I got off of opiates and now i'm just doing heroin <laughs> yeah. that's wow. a bad okay wait bad analogy that's exactly no it's exactly what it's like you're right all right here we go <laughs> wags let's hear it wags. i just found my rating it's not it's not 5.0 yeah baby it is 4.99 damn it what? i don't i i lost a hundredth i don't know what happened how many rides are we talking um, where do I see that? I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. I actually don't know where we see with it. This. I couldn't find the ride number, but I'm mad. Yeah. I am mad that Weiger has beaten me on the on the Uber. He's point one zero ahead of me. People like to chat. Makes the shift go quicker. I chat too. I chat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't sit in the front seat though. I don't. Fr- no, I will never sit in the front seat. I I think that that's I, I you're probably you you're probably weirding them out. They expect you. There to sit are in the times. Back seat. There are times definitely when it's an, an annoyance where they're like, like, oh, let me move these water bottles or whatever, you know, so I'll, that that I feel and I feel bad then. But then I will even say this. Then you're getting a five. I, I, I will say this, that when I was in Atlanta and I was shooting a movie in Atlanta and there was car service, I was in the back seat and my driver said that she was talking about like some actor that she had. And I forget who it was. It was someone cool. It was like a Hemsworth or somebody. But she said that. She loved it because he was like, I'm going to ride up front with you and like got up right up front and sat with her. And she loved that, that he sat in the front seat. And uh, and so I was like, oh, so maybe some drivers do like it if you're in the front. It might be yeah. like it might be a situation of like being in the back feels too much like I'm getting my little ride. I'm I'm getting my I'm being chauffeured or whatever. Yeah, you know, like that might be I, a part of it. I could imagine there are drivers who don't want to feel like they are chauffeuring you around but they right. are mm-hmm. that's what the point that's what the service is mm. I, d- I think my score just went down <laughs> <laughs> no ride it's happening score went down um okay so uh how how integrate how how re-emerged into society are you guys i have now had one friend came over and we recorded something in person and wow. it was amazing to just be like, oh my God, we're just having a conversation and it's being recorded. It's not this uh, this computer 
remote thing. That was amazing. Um, and I got coffee with a friend and uh, Daniel and I went to a little party. And in all – an outdoor birthday small party. In all situations, very early on in the, in the face-to-face of it all, I was like, uh, everything feels like it's going too fast. Like I need to just take a breath. Yes. Like it's over. It's a little bit overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I had the same sort of reaction. Here are my here's the my full roster of activities. I have dined outside with my parents. Mm. My parents have been inside uh, our uh, our apartment, and my dad could not have taken his mask off quicker. Just immediately, <laughs> just immediately like you don't need this thing. <laughs> like, um, and uh, and then I went to a Lakers playoff game. Oh wow, which That's was big. a wild experience. That was That's just a big one. A, that was just jumping into the deep end. And every, you know, I was in a vaccinated section. You had to have proof of vaccination to sit there. Uh, weirdly, they just cleave the arena in half. Like half the arena was a vaccinated section that was fuller capacity, and the other half was uh, no proof of vaccination. And that was like, you know, ha- like like thirty percent capacity. So it was just, just a That's clear divide. That's not how the science of, works. Yeah, it was really weird. It was a really <laughs> weird way to do it. Um, and then. But everyone was masked, and uh, I, there was like some. They're very Wagner. excited fans in front of me who you, like turned around for high fives, which I was not prepared for, and <laughs> that was surreal. But I did it. You know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. No, no. Who I heard came up with that plan. What doctor came up with that plan? Doctor J. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an MD. Um, and uh, and then I and then I went to I got a I also got a haircut, which was a very strange mm-hmm. experience. And I got a um, got a oh I went to a, a, a social gathering just last night. Watched a wrestling pay per view at my friend Mike Carlson's wow. place. It was like a half dozen people just sort of sitting inside a house. It was very fun, but it felt very uneasy. Yeah. What about you, Mitch? You've been filming right, movies can, and things. No, not 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 since uh, I I did I shot a a TV sh- like I did one episode on a TV show that was shooting in uh, over here in in Massachusetts weirdly, and I just did one day on it, and it was like super. When we got on set, we were mass, and that felt the weirdest because it was still things were not safe. It was like winter time and, mm-hmm. and things right. were, and so like they like you got tested the de- like the morning of, and then it was it was it was not. It was not a fun experience, honestly. It was it was kind of scary. I, I I felt like I shouldn't have done it after the fact, but mm. but they were very ext- they were extremely safe and testing people like before and after. So and nothing nothing came of it. But I've been living with my mom, so it's been tough. But I Nick knows this that I I uh, I, w- I went to my buddy Micus got uh, he got a he, he bought an apartment and so we went and hung out there and then that was my first p- time back at a bar. So I went oh, to nice. a bar. This this is like three weeks ago, maybe. So that was my first night back at a bar, and it was just the group of us. And then there was like another group, like fifty feet away on the other side of the bar, but they left. So it was just kind of us in there and a bartender, and we stayed masked and stuff like that. And then just this last week, I'll tell you everything that I I went to Brooklyn. I went on a trip to Brooklyn with people who were vaccinated, like like uh like five other Quincy guys that were vaccinated, and so. I went to Brooklyn. I drank in a couple bars, and then when I got back from Brooklyn, I I ate in a restaurant for the first time inside. In wow. inside nice. for the first time with my sister, and uh, and and, uh, and this other family from Quincy that we just ran into, and they were vaccinated, so we had we had dinner with them, which was kind of crazy because it was my first one back. And then that that same week, I went I went and had lunch inside, and then 
um, on Friday, I did my first keg stand since the uh, vaccination. <laughs> I got a keg <laughs> for a Quincy house party um, where everybody was vaccinated and the keg was outside. But I uh, I did a keg stand. Uh, yeah. Weirdly, the CDC re- uh, released specific guidance for doing keg stands. <laughs> 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 There's a video of it up online. I, I tweeted. Yeah. It, I tweeted it out. Weiger saw it. Oh, I, I did. And, and I, I replied to you, please don't die. Because... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I did. Th- I did 30 seconds. It wasn't it was but it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So that's everything. Oh, I got a haircut, too. Just like Nick. I got a I got a haircut that I thought was a little short, but I mm. but I uh, got a haircut from someone who had 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 covid, which which, uh, you know. Wow. I know. Are you guys exhausted after doing anything? Because yes. I'm, I'm not. Yes. I'm not scared to go out and do things now. I've been going out a lot, but like every, no matter how big or small it is, I just come home absolutely exhausted. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. About an hour and a half into the party, I was just like, I wanted to leave so bad. I've never felt like I wanted to leave a place more, and it wasn't <laughs> because it wasn't fun. And yeah. It wasn't because the people weren't great, mm-hmm. and you know, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I. You know, I yeah. I think I, I I'm definitely getting tired by just going out and and then I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't do stuff before. It's just tiring. I don't like to I don't <laughs> right. have to do things. But I'm I'm gonna see a movie in the next 24 hours, which is gonna be my first movie back. Wow. What is it? I'm gonna see Quiet Place two, and the reason I'm seeing Quiet Place two, I told Nick this, is because that is like the pandemic movie. That's like the that's like the apocalypse movie where. There were posters of a quiet place up for like a full year. Mm. And I feel like it's only like fitting to go and see that movie now that theaters are back because that was like the that's right. Like in a zombie apocalypse movie, like when there's like a poster that's been up for like like a couple years later. That's like what a quiet place too felt like to me. Yeah. There was yeah. There was one up by Wasn't Universal. it amazing that all those apocalypse tropes like just came true? Like it was just like mm. someone would be like, I just went back to my office for the first time in a year, and there's a there's a newspaper from March 18th, yeah. just like covered in dust. And it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly the beat you would see in a zombie movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> just marking the day of annihilation. Mm-hmm. Here's a just mm-hmm. me or everyone, which is a segment that we'll do in a bit. Um, I keep for some reason I feel overly concerned with like people who might have had fish in fish bowls on their desk at the office. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I've just been very concerned about this. My brain keeps going there because a few weeks before everything shut down, Daniel's office had shut down because there was a, a big fire across the street. And so they weren't letting anyone no, go it was into- in the building. That's what I meant. And right. It was, they, it was a fire in your building. It was on our floor. That's much worse than what I thought it was happening. <laughs> well, that makes it, it makes even more sense why they weren't allowing anyone to go to the office then. But I'm like, what if, so, I mean, really, this is more insane. I was like, what if someone had a kitten they were keeping in the office? But that makes no sense. Right. But really, what if they had, I was mm-hmm. like, what about the fish? Yeah. There was, I don't know. It's funny you say this. I remember when I was in elementary school, there was, there was a, 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 a little um, hamster we had, and his name was Marshmallow. And it was a white little hamster. And I was like one of like they would have the students take them and take yeah. care of them. And we had a vacation. Like and and so the for the like I brought it home for the vacation and then I brought it back. And then that like next week there was a so it was like March vacation or something, or April February vacation maybe. And then there was a huge snowstorm. 
and we like we were gone like there was a, like a long weekend and a huge snowstorm so we were gone for like a week and when we came back oh no marshmallow was bl- like basically black they had turned the heat up in the building to like keep the pipes oh. from freezing oh no god and marshmallow was cooked alive and then the fish in the fish tank were cooked alive oh like, my they, god like, jesus every an- horrifying every Freaking animal hot. in this elementary i was in fifth grade but like every animal was just roasted what other animals dead. were there there were hermit crabs that were like dust, basically. Like they just like fucking destroy. Like the heat just killed every animal in there. Also, the fact that we were gone for like oh another week. So, oh my sorry. Word. I mean, sorry to sorry to put your <laughs> to bring truth to your 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 worst case scenario, your nightmare scenario is that yeah, it did that did happen. That um, his name was Marshmallow. I know. Right. What it, and he was ironic. charred to a crisp. I know. Like he was being he roasted over an open flame. He got smored. Every, he got smored. Everyone gave me crap because I was the last one to take care of him. They're like, what'd you do? I was like, it was a week ago. I didn't that fucking toast him. is classic elementary school yeah. logic. Bullshit. That pisses me off. I have been on the receiving end of stuff like that. I've I've talked about it before. I was blamed for a fart because I couldn't smell it. And if you you can't smell your own farts, which makes no sense, you can that, smell yeah, your own farts. That's so, nonsense. Yeah, um, that's very that, disturbing. That's contrary to he who smelt it dealt. That's, it. that's what the whole I think. That's what I always say. Who changed mm. the fart laws? Well, I was unawares. Um, nonsense, Allison. I this is kind of fucked up, but I. I kind of take your classmate's side on this one. I agree with them. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I being mean, a little stinker. <laughs> based, based on my firsthand experience, <laughs> odds are it was you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would like to welcome my new patrons, and then I think we should do some Just Mirror Everyone. Um, but yeah, again, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Sign up for a year. Get two months free. I would like to say hello and welcome to Kathleen Brakefield and Dylan Clements. Welcome. Thank you for signing up. I hope you love it. Wow. Okay. Let's do some Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, this is where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And then we also weigh in. Uh, and if you would like to submit a Just Me or Everyone, uh, tweet that to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, Allison Rosen, your best friend, on Twitter. Use the hashtag J-M-O-E, Just Me or Everyone. Um, and if anyone has any of their own, feel free to bring those up. Okay, um, Laura Craycraft says... Just me or everyone, delete a tweet to correct a typo and immediately just copy and paste and tweet again, forgetting to fix the ty- typo like you're on a clock. Um, I don't know that I, ca- that I do the mistake again, but I do weirdly feel like I'm on a clock when I do that, which is weird because who is keeping track and who's like, where'd that tweet go? No one. Uh, I, I would just say that in my experience who's keeping track is some asshole who will yeah. reply to you with a screen cap of your typo tweet mm. and say like like I caught it yeah so yeah I I I don't 
I just, I yeah, I kind of, I kind of just live with a typo at this point. Hearing Nick talk with the clock ticking makes me feel like you'd be the worst sixty minutes reporter. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like ever like sixty minutes people just have such calming voices, and you it doesn't it doesn't fit with you. <laughs> yeah, like I'm Mike Wallace. I'm morally safer. I'm Nick Weiger. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I will often leave a a I'll leave a typo, but if I um. If I put the wrong Twitter handle for someone or something like that. Yeah. I also find if I'm in Twitter composing a tweet um, and I have to look up someone's Twitter handle, like I find that extra annoying for some reason. For Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. because sometimes someone will have a display name that's not their name and then they handle that's that's like uh, a... I'm all about that. You know, like the, it's not their name either. So you <laughs> right. just have to remember one of those two things. Right. Like top mm-hmm. dog yeah. Mitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chode to Joy says, why steep a large amount of tea for a short period of time instead of a small amount for longer or forget it in the pot until it's lukewarm like me, just mirror everyone. Um, I've, I've really never thought about this. But it, it's mm, no, a fair point. I like my tea to steep. Give me as much tea. I want as much tea from that little baggie as I can get. Give me yeah. as much tea as possible. But will you do mm. one bag, just one bag for a long period of time? I'll double bag it sometimes. And I'll let it sit there. Why not? Some peppermint tea. The little canister usually says, like, do it for five minutes. But yeah, I just leave the bag in. Did you, did you drink with the bag in? Because I used to drink yeah. with the bag in there, and then I stopped doing that. Why? But, I, but I'll, I'll because like it would like sometimes just like come up and like you know, I don't know hit my lips or whatever. Yeah. Or, or sometimes I would get that like like towards the end it would be concentrated tea. Yes. And, I, and I wouldn't love that. So. Right. Um. I. I stopped doing that. I stopped drinking with the bag in because I worked with some British people and was scolded by them for doing so. Like that is like a that is like a capital offense in the UK. Leaving tip, your tip. tea bag in and drinking from it. I didn't yeah. know What's that. What's all this then? <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to do it. <laughs> you you got to toss the bag out. You you can't leave it in there while you're sipping. I guess that leads the tea to oversteep. And the other thing that UK that people from um, Britain are very very protective of his tea water temperature mm. like just like like i remember them getting a their own hot water bottle because they said the hot water in the office was not hot enough for them yeah you're supposed to like burn the tea leaves like you're supposed to be so yeah. hot and then you just hit the tea leaves with that really really scalding water i'm uh, thinking of a hamster again but i just want like it to <laughs> steep as long as possible because i just want the damn caffeine so I don't really right. care about the taste. Uh, I'll wrap. I'll take the de- the bag, wrap it around the spoon. The, oh, yeah. the concave or convex, which is the yeah. one that goes like the, the dome. Con- and then convex and then you the wrap dome. the string around it, and then you give it a squeeze, and it <laughs> gives it, and then you throw it away. Yeah. And then it just gets bitter and gross, but full of caffeine. That's I, I I'll squeeze it out too. That's 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 the move I do now when I do, now that I don't let it. Them sit in the in the cup. How do your British but, uh, friends mm. feel about that? Do you think your coworkers? Uh yeah, Nick. Oh, you letting your bag sog? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is Red Nose Day, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. This I worked on a yeah, I worked on a UK variety show, a variety special, Red Nose Day, and um, very very particular about that. I also had an incident on that show where the 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 executive producer, who is a very accomplished writer. 
uh, I had written something for the show. And he was like, he was like, oh, I thought that was a brilliant bit of writing. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, like like went home beaming from this uh, this compliment. He's like, he said my writing was brilliant. And then the next day, uh, he was having like toast with butter, and he said, mm, this toast is brilliant. <laughs> like, All right, fuck. fuck. Um. Speaking of English people and their water temperature, my friend Izzy, who, by the way, we've both ordered tea together, and she didn't say anything about me leaving the tea bag in, which I feel like mm. that's also very British to like yes. not say something and to hold it. So she was probably just fuming. But anyway, you know how, yeah. um, how electric water kettles are more popular across the pond? Um, yes. I watched her make pasta for our kids and she was pouring in boiling water from the kettle. And I was like, that's kind of an ingenious way to do it. Yeah. She was yeah. like stirring it Ooh. in almost a saute pan and then pouring in boiling water. I never even thought of doing that. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Good. Yeah. But you um, know what? This whole, this whole chat has made me realize, fuck the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that seriously. too. <laughs> Is there anything that we Americans are like uptight about when other people get it wrong food wise hmm, that's a great, great question uh, yeah great people question. freak out about uh, people that put although it's not it's not necessarily uh, people from other countries doing it but people f- will freak out about ketchup on a hot dog yeah it's a Chicago yeah the Britain of the mm-hmm. states right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put it ketchup so on a dog the fucking... <laughs> where do you guys come down on ketchup on a hot dog I say a okay Put it on yeah, there. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Fuck off, yeah, I, Chicago. I, I, I don't personally do it, but go for it if that's what you fancy. Why not? What do you do? I'm a, I'm a mustard relish uh, onion, raw onion, or I'll just do straight mustard. You have now become Daniel's mortal enemy because he the, hates the onions raw onions. I can't get behind, but the wow. mustard and the relish. I love them. Thumbs up. I do ketchup, Snapchat. mustard, and relish. <laughs> you do what? what? You do? Ketchup, mustard, and relish. All three. Yeah, I like all three, three as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy valid. Okay. Gen T. I like when people tag other people's, just me or everyone's. Someone named Jimmy Palmiotti said, when I am on eBay and about to buy from a person, I always look at what else they have listed. Ooh. I don't no, think I always I do that if I feel some kind of pressure to like buy the thing quickly. No, but I'll look at their their reviews from other people who bought from them. Yeah, because I just I still don't trust people enough. Do you? If you buy something on eBay, do you always leave feedback? Speaking of feed, speaking Never. of ratings and feedback, because I think you're supposed to. It's like the because my parents were they they were eBayers for a little while, um, and they they're like you always should leave feedback. I've literally Specific had somebody dude. that I bought something from email me like weeks later and ask me to please leave them a review. Yeah. 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 It helps mm. them. That's Airbnb. Right. They like want you to re- leave a review a lot of the time. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever bought anything from eBay, but I understand this thing of seeing what else they have. Like, I understand that of like clicking on a thing to see what else someone else is selling. I get that. I just have never used eBay. So I don't really, so I don't, I don't know. I can't relate to eBay. I've never purchased something from eBay. Mm. It's a, te- it's a, one of those tech booms. I never, I, I, I never, I never did it. I never, there was nothing that I ever really wanted that was on eBay, I guess. I've only, yeah, it's been a while since I made an eBay purchase. I have dabbled in OfferUp. You guys messed with OfferUp? I've, I've heard of yeah. it. I haven't, <clears throat> haven't done anything with it. What'd you buy? 
Um, well, I, I was trying to sell something. Oh. I was trying to sell a, an old computer monitor, and it was, I it was it I it just I found it overwhelming because mm. people will I think because of it's just sort of like it's kind of like a Craigslist, uh, I like a it, it's like a more orderly Craigslist. But it, I, like people were just like hitting me up with counter offers, and I was just like, I don't want to turn this into some sort of weird bidding thing. Like, mm-hmm. you want the monitor? Like, give me the like. <laughs> don't come in at like twenty percent of what I'm asking for, and try to have some sort of uh, we're going to haggle over this thing. I always thought this. So I've sold stuff on Craigslist, and I've purchased stuff on Craigslist. And my thing, if I'm going to buy something, is always I want to go look at it first, and then make an offer. But everything right. that I've sold. The person has just said, would you take this? And I'm like, you haven't even mm-hmm. seen yes. it yet. But mm-hmm. I sold a car on Craigslist and it was wow. like, wow. Su- yeah, it was super simple and easy. It was very, it was a used car. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sold a brand new car fresh from the dealership. On, I just went to the dealership, took a picture. <laughs> um, I got this. Yeah, it was, it was like a very painless process what was what was that re the online retail thing i forget how long ago it was where you would put in they'd sell it for like a dollar but if someone did more they were and they would sell things it seemed like ridiculously cheap but then ebay the more people who no 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 it was like a. this sounds all, it vaguely was, familiar yeah it was like a, a bidding kind of thing and you would buy credits or something and oh i don't know people would get things sometimes for really cheap Yes, uh, they they've had ones like this. There, I think it's the all pay auction model, which is weird. It, it feels like hazily legal, but it's like you bid super cheap, but you're on the hook for that amount. Yeah. So they'll oftentimes they'll yeah they'll sell a you know they'll sell like a PlayStation Five for forty three dollars, <laughs> but they've collected everyone else's That's bids on one. top of that. So yeah. I, I think it's maybe Wish. Is that what it is? Oh, it's one of those apps. you mean you like you put into a pot for it. Right. Yes, you put into a pot, oh, and if you have the game. highest yeah, amount, you come weird. away with it. Yeah, right. it seems super shady. Yeah. I've, I saw a professor like explain why these things should be illegal. I watched like a YouTube video, and he basically he put a dollar up for sale, and it was an all pay auction. So like someone bid like I'll bid ten cents, and people kept bidding more and more to the point where people were offering like three dollars for a dollar because that would be the only way they could recoup the money they'd already put in there. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's like Jesus. It, it, it's it's a completely uh, I, I explained it poorly. He explained it much better. Hmm. Oh, this professor explained it better than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey Tony, will you yeah. do the clock sound effect, and then let's have Nick from sixty minutes explain this again? <laughs> okay, sure. I'm Nick Weiger. All pay auctions. Should they be legal? I don't think so. I mean, uh, you got to watch this video. I saw this professor. (laughs) Got people to pay $3 for a (laughs) dollar. Dear Lord, that's a nightmare. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Shannon Hurley says, does every woman go through a phase where they want to get a bleach blonde pixie haircut? Or is that just me? I I don't know if you guys can weigh in here, but um, Um, I have definitely been like, I want to shake it up and do something totally different. Maybe I should have platinum hair. So I think maybe every woman does do that. I I've I've talked about that. I want to see like I want to shave my head bald. I do want to see what I look like bald. Um, 
and and I have never done that. I I had like a uh like a for, because of comedy stuff I put on like a bald cap. Mm-hmm. But I've never really like shaved my head bald and I feel like guys have I feel like guys talk about that a little bit of like uh should I shave my hair off? I think yeah. I like a yes. shave my head. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe this yeah. is like kind of a like a like you know kind of relatable in that way. It's pretty universal to be like, I want to try some drastic change in hairstyle. I mean, for me, my forehead just keeps lengthening. So, like, I'm just like, at, w- at what point am I just going to go with a really close crop? I think I probably I have enough coverage where I can kind of do this longer look I have right now. But, yeah, I, I have thought about that, too. And I do know this from being a baby, from baby photos, that I have, like, a weird, like, Gorbachev, uh, you know, like country-shaped a- birthmark on my skull. Wow. So if I ever go full cue ball that will be like a signature of me like this weird like you know little brown spot maybe it's a map wow. to a treasure <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Never know. Uh, i like the bald head full beard look it, you you end up looking like one of those uh optical illusions where it's like the the young maid in the hag you yep. know where you right. flip it um so that's a good look or um, what 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 was the the magnetic guy that had the hair? You moved all the hair around. Wasn't it Mr. Oh, yeah. Mag- Willy Willy? Willy yeah, Willy Willy. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Bex says, I feel like anyone that I would actually date is too good for me, and anyone who would actually date me is not good enough for me. That is very sad. Except, mm. um, I totally get that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. I've yeah. had I've had similar thoughts. Yeah. That's not just you. Not just That's you. The, That's most people dating. But here's what I'll say. There's a lot. Tell me where, where you guys stand on this one. There's a lot of advice out there that's like, you got to just get out there. You got to kiss a lot of frogs. Or I don't know that anyone says that anymore. But like, you know, you got to um, just, just go on a bunch of dates and eventually you meet the right person for going on a bunch of dates. I am firmly of the belief that if you don't feel like going on dates, don't push yourself to do it. Like if you want to go, I mean, maybe it's just because I personally am so bad at doing something that I don't want that I'm that I don't I, it's it makes me feel so yucky to like pretend to be into someone that I'm not into. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I would just take yeah. long breaks from dating. Yeah, but you can sometimes get too comfortable on that too. I think that's like, right. Where you just like very comfortable and not dating at all, and then right. it could be like uh, two years have gone by, and you're like, "Oops, I didn't date at all." You know, like uh, I think I think you can get, but I agree with you. If you don't want to go out and date, you shouldn't do it. It's a, uh, it's not it's not fun. Is dating fun? I don't think so. No, no, no none of this is fun. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll say as as someone who's been married for ten years, the first part of settling down is settling. So don't feel like you're going to find you don't you don't have to find like the like the perfect person just uh, you're both good enough for each other and it's like all right this is fine let's just roll with this what else are we going to do yeah, That'll do What if your wife yeah. heard that <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's why I, I, I'm that's, She's the one settling, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the one settling. <laughs> um, no, it's true. Okay. Uh, Wit Yao says, I get mad if I find out a dish I love is easy to make because it means I didn't have to make all those trips to that one out-of-the-way restaurant. Just me or everyone. Huh. You getting mad? Yeah. At, at it? Because he didn't hmm. have to make all those trips. I don't really do that because for me, 
eating out is like such a ambiance activity kind of thing that I, I'm never like, oh man, I could, and it never tastes the same at home. Yeah, I can never yeah. make it as good as the restaurant usually yeah. is my issue is that yeah. I'm just never going to make it as good as the place I like. So to me, it's never a thing of like, wait a minute, this burger, you're telling me I could just grill a burger and it would be this, like, it's not going to happen. Right. But it just doesn't, you know, like, I, like a burger isn't hard to make a burger at home, but I still like to go to Wendy's and get a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, it's not right. That. So, no, that never happens to me. Those are not Big oh, Macs, Shelly yeah. and John. So that is a drop from me telling the story about when my parents, well, I said, what's for dinner? And they said, Big Macs. And uh, they made, because they decided one can mm. easily make a Big Mac at home. No. And it was not at all like a Big Mac at no. all, at all. No. It was like the hamburger shape was wrong. The buns were wrong. The flavor was wrong. What was on it was wrong. <laughs> So there, there's, there's a, there's a YouTube video of like, like basically like they're in a lab trying to recreate the Big Mac. That's, that's basically what they do. And like they, cause they're the, the ingredients are listed and some of them are just like, you can't have too much of this or it like will kill you. <laughs> it's like that sort of thing <laughs> where they're like dropping in like, like, like drops of Poison. stuff that's used. Yeah. Like basically like stuff. Yeah. Stuff that's used in like creating plastics or whatever it's just uh-huh. like weird shit and 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 the guy makes like a like a big but it's imp- it's impossible you can't make it you can't make a big mac that's, no. that's what i'm saying is there's so many chemicals yeah. and things in it that you're just not going to be able to make does that it's not a good thing that you can't make one but you're not going to be able to make one that's I, I feel like the closest thing to it nick is pie and burger that's the closest thing anyone's going to make to like right. a, shref- a fresh big mac uh, that yeah, the 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 Pasadena chain. By the way, or Pasadena well, one, they just have the one location, right? Yeah, yeah, just the one. By the way, that sounded that that sounded like your sixty minute segment. <laughs> oh, it's debunking that you can make your own Big Mac. There's no way you can make a Big Mac at home. It's insane. You need the chemicals. It's chemicals. You can only get it at the restaurant. I'm Mike Mitchell. This is sixty minutes. <laughs> um. Yeah, the problem was, I mean, arguably what they, some people would actually prefer what they made because it was like a fresh, juicy burger with some kind of Thousand Island sauce. Their problem was they called it a Big Mac and children, and I know this both from being one and from having them, they are extremely literal. So when they Mm. said Big Macs, that's what I thought we were getting and it was not. Yeah, and also, just, yeah, what, just because things right. are fresher sometimes, it doesn't necessarily mean it tastes better. Agreed. That's right. That's, Tony's that's right. I, if people bring up, this might uh, upset Weiger, but uh, people talk about the In-N-Out fries being so fresh, but I don't, I don't, unless I get them animal style, I don't like the In-N-Out fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm livid, but that's fair. <laughs> uh, it's, it, I think it, it's definitely no, a thing no. where In and Out fries are good. You just need to ask them to be well done yep. and add salt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bullshit. No, actually, that's a like I love the In and Out burger. I I do like the fries, but I understand that's nostalgia operating on me. Like I'm I yeah. I totally get people who are saying they just completely disapprove of the fries. Uh, the person who asked the question, I I think a way one way to address that is just to your specific issue is just to mentally separate what you can make at home and what you could never make at home to that degree of proficiency that might make dining out more of an experience like I feel like I, I and I don't know your exact circumstances but it's it's probably 
being like a sushi chef is such like an like an artisan artisanal uh, profession that requires so much training. You're probably never going to make good sushi at home, so maybe that's your night out. You go to a, mm. a, a nice sushi restaurant. Mm. Okay, thank you, Daniel. Get ready for this. We were watching something, and I was Ooh. like, "Wow, they're making sushi at home." Was it Vanderpump Rules? There was something. It was something I where I was surprised that they were making sushi because I was like, "That seems pretty fancy." I feel like it was Vanderpump Rules. Right. Wow, they're right making there. sushi at home. And then Daniel was like, "Sushi is actually one of the easier things to make at home." Interesting. I don't. Does this I ring mean, a bell, Daniel, or was this my other yeah. husband? <laughs> also named like, Daniel. <laughs> no, I feel like it is easy to make at home unless you're trying to make something that's like of the quality that you could get at a really good sushi place. That's not as easy. But you could make basic sushi at home, and it's pretty easy. I mean, we got two people who host a food podcast shaking their heads. Uh, I, 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 I think maybe... <laughs> this seems I mean, impossible I think Daniel's right. I, yeah, I, I think it's. I think you could make a, if you want to make like a like a California roll. Yeah, you could probably do knock out a competent version of that. Mm. You could get you could get tuna and do some tuna rolls. It's, that's pretty easy. Uh, I feel like it's not going to be nearly as good. The hard part is probably getting the fish. It's not right. going to be as much making the sushi, but just getting the quality fish. Like you well, could I think do making the tuna. rice just right, mm-hmm. like doing the the you know That's the true. specific cuts, you know, like if you're getting like a good nigiri, like you know the not not rolls, um, uh, or like a sashimi, like I feel like that's pretty tough to pull yeah. off uh, in 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 your home. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But but even but even if like even if like you're like, hey, I can do sushi. I, in fact, I get mad going to a sushi restaurant because I could do this at home. Fine, there's probably something yeah. else that you can't. You probably maybe gnocchi is it? Maybe maybe it's pad thai. Stop there's got to be mad. some dish that you can't do to to a degree of proficiency as as a, as an expert. Stop right. getting mad. Yeah, stop getting mad. Calm down. I can. I'm getting mad because I or can just <laughs> be happy that you can now make it at home and you don't have I can to go still to the re- place. There you it. go. I feel my poor mom. She means so well, but I can still remember the taste of her homemade sushi. And it was similar to the Big Mac. I think my dad made that. But the sushi, it's like the seaweed was tasted wrong. The rice tasted wrong. And the cucumber was like cut too thick. They did have that cool little, it looks like a bunch of um, skewers, all that like little mat that you use to roll it. Cool um, as fuck. Yeah, it was cool, but it didn't taste good. Maybe homemade sushi has come come a long way or something. I don't know. It's just more so, trouble than it's worth because then you got to go th- get the right ingredients, and it's yes. just you know why do it? I mean, sushi yeah. is like a meal to me that it was like when I was a teenager. It was like there, it felt very you know foreign in many ways. Like I didn't, it was not a normal thing that we had a lot of the time. There was a lot of Chinese food where I was, and there was, and, and, you know, like a lot of time eating Japanese food growing up, it was like chicken and beef teriyaki or mm-hmm. something. It wasn't, it wasn't. And so I remember like the first time I ever tried sushi, I was probably like 13, 14, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. That's way younger and, than I was. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it's, I feel like outside of California or, you know, some like maybe New York City or something. It was it was hard to find stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and I've said this I said this to Nick, but when I was younger, like Mexican food, like Mexican food is like my favorite, like it's up there with Italian food is my favorite foods, and when I was a kid, Mexican food felt so foreign and different and like crazy to me when we would go to a Mexican food restaurant, and now it is nothing, but like uh, that's how much everything's changed in the last 
you know, 20 or 30 years of, of right. the stuff that sushi, sushi is just in the supermarket now. And that was not a thing. I feel I like yeah. sushi came on the scene suddenly when I was a kid. And I don't know if that's accurate or if it's just that I became aware of it suddenly. I feel like it had I feel like the a, 80s. Yeah. Like it had a in. cultural moment. Wasn't there a sushi man character on SNL? Uh, was there samurai? Of, Sa- the, yeah, samurai. the samurai. He was a samurai. Yeah, the Belushi thing. Maybe yeah, my brothers used to imitate it, so the, I just, I never actually saw it. I just saw their imitation of it, and then I remember. But I remember hearing sushi raw fish and thinking like, "Ooh, gross!" <laughs> and then going to a sushi restaurant, and then you know, at the beginning, I would never tr- eat the fish because I that just sounded. I was a kid, um, but then eventually trying fish, and then yeah, now sushi is like very normal normalized but you you were a california kid right i was yeah but See? but like i said i feel like there was no awareness of it until i was maybe seven or eight yeah, yeah that sounds about right that that roughly corresponds to my timeline i definitely remember seeing it for the first time and thinking it was strange mm-hmm. to eat raw fish and, and i also remember i think that, that was like a thing like a joke you'd or like a thing you'd hear talked about on tv and movies yeah. mm-hmm. like 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 what like raw fish what is that what's going on remember you know? it's in breakfast club Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah, and that was eighty yeah. something. Um, I feel like it's like a Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. I probably saw it or saw like Leno be like mm, sushi. You know, Leno <laughs> said sushi at one point. Right. <laughs> Kevin right. was like, "Come on, Jay. Come on, that's Jay." <laughs> oh my god, that's such a like good encapsulation of what's wrong with Leno in such in just one word. <laughs> I'm going to go get some sushi. <laughs> I was like, what is the joke here? <laughs> That's the punchline. <laughs> um, it was so much fun having you guys on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, listeners, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following whatever the terminology is on your app of choice. Um, hey, tell a friend that helps out the show. And also, please leave um, a five star. Please, you know I care. Uh, or however many stars you feel that it's you know worth. Uh, please leave a nice review of the podcast. Um, I read them on the show sometimes, but I read all of them. And that makes a difference and helps people find the show as well. Um, also I mentioned Patreon already and I am on Cameo as well. And, um, Mike Mitchell, where can everyone find you and please plug anything you would like to plug? Uh, the Doughboys podcast available wherever, uh, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and then Doughboys. I mean, patreon.com slash Doughboys to get the Doughboys double. Patreon. And then I am in, uh, I'm in a movie called the Tomorrow War that comes out July 2nd on Amazon Prime. So check that out. Nice. My real life new friend, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, is also in that movie, right? She's, and Mary Lynn and I were like best buds during all of shooting. We hung out all the time. She's so nice, right? This is like an, yeah, ongoing, an ongoing thing that I've been sharing on the podcast. She came on my show and we totally hit it off. And we, I think, and this is so rare as an adult, we are becoming real life friends. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're doing, She's we, great. We've hung out twice. A, a, um, a, a, a great person to be friends with. She, yeah, we hung out. We were two. We were like the only two actors that lived in a, a, a specific hotel, and so we were just. I saw her all the time. I love it. She's great. Um, Nick, what about you? Check out Mitch's movie, The Tomorrow War. Uh, it's it, it is it's. I can say that I they sent me a link and I, yeah. I got to watch it. It's Nick's great. 
it's so I'm I like I have like an NDA, so like I can't say anything more specific than I liked it. And maybe I'll get sued for saying that. But <laughs> check it out, July second on Amazon Prime. It's it's awesome. And and Mitch is like you're you're great in it. Thank you, Wags. It's really cool. Wags um, know, Wags knows if I'm full frontal in it, and he and he can't say whether I am or not. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a possibility. It's a possibility. Wow. Yeah. Anything's possible. <laughs> Did you get to meet Bezos? And, uh, uh, Bezos, he came to the set once or twice. Oh, wow. Uh, no, he never, he never came by. <laughs> um, Daniel, what about you? You can find me at Daniel Quant's Twitter and Instagram. Um, and that's it. Dragged into this podcast every week. <laughs> Tony? No. I love it. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. Uh, also check out Song a Week every Wednesday by Don't Stop or We'll Die. I produce that and play drums on that too. Um, and then Motion oh, City yeah. Soundtrack Tour 2022. Tickets are on sale now. Wonderful. Oh, and if oh. you missed the Monday episode of this show, it was a Daniel and me and your calls mm-hmm. episode. We also mm-hmm. had an installment of Daniel's Cool Beans, where he reviews beans, and mm-hmm. um, and a, a news quiz, a, a first time ever news quiz. So uh, look Very out! Exciting. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. Um, you guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I loved it. Please come back, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.